Welcome to another episode of Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 43 best podcasts for every sales professional. Hello, now we're embarking on a transformative journey to explore the essence of sales greatness into 2024. So this is the great time of year to start thinking about what 2024 is going to be like and how much you can influence the success of your results for 2024. Now, I'm your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovating sales influencers to follow. In this episode of Scale Your Sales podcast, I wanted to share with you some of the insights from my uh, keynote uh, that was delivered at uh, Go To Market conference by Pavilion in Nashville on sales excellence. Now, I'm not going to give you a, a keynote. I want it more of insights and, and, and discussion. Um, but I did want to kind of highlight some some things that I want you to think about as we go into 2024. So I'll be delving into a story from the mid 90s and using that very much as the basis for for this uh, discussion with you on on this podcast. We'll explore some of the current challenges faced by revenue generators, CEOs, CROs, sales leaders and founders. And I'll unveil some surprising stats that certainly challenged my audience, but it's about the common perceptions about what a successful salesperson is. Uh, also, we'll go along, as we go along, we'll draw on some valuable lessons and insights that I really want you to think about the research and what that means to you. So let's start with an intriguing story. Can you imagine losing 150 million in just two years? What about spending 120 million with no results, no impact at all, nothing to show for it? In the mid 1980s, MetLife was doing precisely that. They were in this situation. Now, I know, you know, I speak to a lot of uh, and work with a lot of founders, CEOs, CROs, and, you know, we're not talking about a company the size of MetLife, but these are real insights here because we often find ourselves in a situation where we hang on to salespeople that are not that great because we know that in the past that we've hired and it's been really poor and very expensive and, you know, status quo is better than unknown. <laughs> but we really need to stop doing that. And I really want you to think about some of uh, what I'm talking about and how this can help you. Too often, there's an investment in sales training and sales resources for revenue generation without the proper strategic plan and clear measures of what success looks like. Now, as fast as MetLife was recruiting 5,000 candidates every year, and this was at a cost of 30,000 in training over two years. 50% of them quit within the first year. And within four years, four out of five. So 4,000 out of the original 5,000 quit. Now, if you calculate the cost of that, it's 
enormous. Now, something different was needed to break the drain on these resources. And that's the case of many organizations, sales operations that I, I talk to. You can't quite just get traction and be in a zone of success. Yeah. Has anyone else kind of felt like that? The CEO of MetLife approached the psychologist, Dr. Martin Sederman of the University of Pennsylvania, and he invited him to test out his research on uh, and process on the impact of optimism on people's success. So Dr. Sederman tracked 15,000 of the recent recruits that took the normal screening test, uh, MetLife screening test, but also um, he put them through an assessment measuring their levels of optimism. So within this group, there was another almost super group of, of people that had completely failed the MET screening test, but were super optimists on his test. And it, this resulted in them being called super optimists, and they outsold the pessimists by 21% in year one and 57% by year two. So 57% more than the pessimists. So there was really something in this. So by 2010, MetLife was 51 of the Fortune 500, and Dr. Seligman was noted for his positive psychology profiling as uh, for cutting their recruitment and training costs by 60%. But more significantly than this, being the one of the most successful insurance companies in the US, and even more significant than cutting costs, the top 10% of sellers sold 88% more than the most pessimist 10% of sellers. So the top 10%, 88% more than the bottom most pessimists. That is huge. Now, just imagine if you could apply something like this to your sales operation. Now, I asked uh, the audience how many to raise their hands, how many people have made a bad sales hire? A good shut up. 80% people said yes, they have. And you could see the pain on their face. People that have been following the Scale Your Sales podcast will know that I have interviewed recruiters in working in for you know SaaS companies or um, SDRs that are in the sales environment recruiting for sales. But when I speak to the sales leaders and CROs and uh, and they don't tell the same story as the recruiters of what it's really happening there and what it's really like and how expensive it is. So if we look at the top challenges today for sales leaders and, and uh, what they face, the uh, Outlook, Outreach, sorry, commissioned foresters uh, and the research was asking this very question of sales leaders uh, in the US and the UK. What are your top challenges? And what came out was leading the top three was leading a multinational team, adapting to rapidly changing buyer preferences and coping with the obvious economic uncertainty. So they were the kind of top challenges and many sales leaders, CROs, that seems to resonate with them as, as well. So adapting to buyer preferences and uncertain economic environment requires a flexible leadership and a keen understanding of market dynamics. Now, Forrester's talked about a new skill set 
that is required now and it's increasingly difficult to obtain it. This is from Foresters. So when I asked my audience what percentage of their sales team were introverted and extroverted, so the extroverts kind of stood up and uh, the, the, in the terms of the percentage of their team, we got to around about the, uh, you know, 60%. On average, 60% of their teams, their go-to-market teams were extroverts. And it's really interesting um, because it was quite surprised them that according to OMG research, 62% of the best salespeople in the world are introverted, while 84% of the worst salespeople in the world are extroverts. So if you have a team where a good 60% of them are extroverted, this is what you have recruited for. And they're likely, 84% likely to be in the bottom worse of, uh, because they're extroverts of, of salespeople in, in terms of the performance they're delivering. Stereotypically, we recruit for, or we think a great salesperson is an extrovert. Even if we're introverts ourselves, we think that's the case. We've been sold on this. And salespeople, we know that these salespeople might not be your best bet. Now, perhaps the reasons are, well, the reasons are, are, are many, but uh, this is perhaps one reason why we're making so many mistakes in our hiring. We're using the wrong criteria and methods. Now, a diverse mix of introverts and extroverts and other traits yields the best results. But the problem is, we don't know what those other traits are, what great looks like and acts like in your specific environment for your market. Because we use rudimentary methods and assessments. It's obviously not working. You may be using gut feeling, past performance, customer feedback, you know, even C, uh, CVs and resumes only have a 20% predictive validity. So a 20% success rate, but this is basically the tool that most people use. Interviews are very much the same as well. So like the MetLife case, we all know how costly it is a bad sales hire can be. Recent research shows that a staggering 46% of sales hires fail within the first 18 months. So that's consistent. That's recent research. So it's still consistent with the MetLife example. A comprehensive hiring process that assesses intrinsic drive and sales-specific, not behavior, not personality, sales-specific attributes can significantly reduce the risk of a bagged sales hire. But you can also use this in your existing team as well to support them. I believe that sales teams in compl complex sales operations with um, their customers in the future will look very, very different. Namely, smaller and with aligned sales, marketing, customer success with no silos and being very much more account-based, whatever that means for you, your organization, your, your go-to-market strategy. Many might doubt the possibility of a reduced operation by up to 50%. Now, while achieving, imagine your team less than 50%, while achieving 
the same results, achieving the same results. It's quite an ask, isn't it? Mediafly partnered with Dinata to provide insights into why this might be the future of sales. 95% of buyers' time is spent away from sellers. Now, if you remember, there was some Gartner research. It was about up to 85% of time. It's in that research where it was jobs to be done. So they talk about siloed sales and marketing teams will struggle in the future. If you think about it, hybrid and remote selling, really nowadays, that's just selling. It's just B2B selling. Now add into that AI and automation. This all strongly points to much smaller sales teams and aligned operations. Now, are you moving in that direction? Are you flexible enough? Are you light of foot enough? Or are you dragged down by, you know, poor sales hires and not achieving um, quotering results? Smaller, more focused teams, well-structured, can achieve remarkable results, especially in today's environments where buyers are more independent and tech-savvy. This all depends on sales alignment and fully engaged tech-enabled teams with the right traits for success. So how do you know you've got the right traits for the success, the right salespeople in the right positions on your team? So in the MetLife example, they just use one of these traits, optimism. What would happen if you had 21 of them that could predict sales success? Our research demonstrates another sales-specific core competence that has a 375 larger difference compared to other insights. So if you are able to measure for this and identify it, you know there's going to be a larger difference in the success rate. So if you knew all of these things, you knew to hire for them and you knew them in your team, would that make a difference? Because these are absolutely crucial to effective sales and customer success. A process of assessing core, these core competencies for sales success is a powerful tool for transforming not only your hiring success criteria, but also aligning your existing teams with the business objectives, the skills that they need for your customers' needs. Yeah, it's a lot to take on. <laughs> I know, I know. So I have previously in September did LinkedIn Lives that gives more details broken up into three different sections, looking at hiring, looking at your existing team, looking at your sales management and, and leadership. I also wrote in my newsletter articles for each one of those three LinkedIn Lives and put the LinkedIn Lives on my YouTube channel. So you can go back into those resources to delve in more details in each of those three areas. But also for you, I am talking with Laurie Richardson on this transformation formative process. So we'll be doing LinkedIn Lives on the 14th, 21st and the 28th of November at 10 a.m. ET and 3 p.m. Um, UTC time. All right. 10 a.m. Uh, ET, 3 p.m. ET time. So please look out 
look out for the promotion of this early November. But I wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, this recording will go out at the end of October. We're in October now. <laughs> OK, so on LinkedIn Lives, the 14th, 21st and 28th, uh, 3 p.m. UK, 10 a.m. ET time. Now, if you want to have a conversation with me about your go to market teams and how you can create sales success, please do contact me. I'm easy to find Janice B. Gordon all over LinkedIn talking about my exploits and giving you insights into a data driven performance process that's key to transforming your sales approach in 2024. Thank you so much for joining me and supporting me on Scale Your Sales podcast. I'd love to have more conversations uh, with you. I've got lots of uh, resources that I have and, on, will be, and will continue to share with you. But please do contact me. Let's talk about how we can get your team into the upper echelons of sales success in uh, 2024. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.